everyone, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All, All Things Melanin Podcast. Where certified high women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an update. Erica! Hey! What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? What's going on? What's new? First of all, I just saw you on Saturday, so... You know what? <laughs> but I could not wait to get here so we could tell our family, friends, everybody listening about this pool party we stepped into on Saturday. Now, first of all... Let's just say y'all know that we have said we were going to try to step out, you know, into these other places that we usually don't go to. And that's exactly what we did. First of all, we are bougie. (laughs) I realized, so the pool party had been going on from like, what, three? It was like from three to nine. Yeah. Um, But I had a hair appointment that ran longer. (laughs) So I didn't get back to my place till like, what? 5.36. 5.36. I didn't get to Erica's place to 6.45. <laughs> we didn't get to the pool party to about 7.15, which was just enough time. Man, y'all, when I, first of all, and here go my old self. I'm texting Shelby, hey, uh, you still want to go? Because uh, let me know when I need to get up. Because I was in the bed. <laughs> I wasn't even, like, and I had at one point I told Shelby, because I got kind of, like, nervous that it's somewhere we've never been. We don't yeah. know the environment, the crowd, none of that. So I was like, I'm kind of nervous. Well, let me tell you how when we walked in. First of all, we didn't even get inside the pool party. No. It, like, y'all, we were literally, so we finally found a parking spot. And we were, like, real cute. We were. And so we were, like, walk. We were trying to find how to get into the pool party. Right. And so we're walking from my car. And this guy, like, from a distance is like, yo, what's up? Like, just imagine some dude, like, with his hands up. Like, he know you. Like, what's up, y'all? So I'm looking behind me like, who is behind me? And I'm looking me? at Shelby. She's looking at me. We're looking at each other like, you do know him? Do we know him? I don't know him. Because he wasn't close enough for us to like really see who this was. And he's walking with some dude. And he gets up to us and then literally like tries to like come in for a hug to Shelby. And she like jumped behind me. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Like, what is happening? Yeah, it was so awkward. And first of all, his friend was over him. Yes. His friend was like... You need to lie. His friend was looking at him like, sir, like, let's go. <laughs> then he did something that I hate men, like, I hate when men do it. So he was sitting here talking to us. He was trying to get my number, but that was a no-go. Then he was like, before that, he was like, he was trying to talk to me. He was seeing game or whatever. And he was like, I hate when guys ask. He was like, you look kind of young. How old are you? First of all, if you trying to spit game at me <sighs> and I look young, why would you talk to me? Because then he's like, well, it's the older crowd in there. Well, sir, so I said, is that why you leaving? Because his ass had to be, excuse me, he had to be about 45 years old. I don't think he was that old. I thought maybe 30. But he, no. Thought he was older? I would say he's probably 40. But like, you know, whatever. But I just think that like. He was was super older than both of us. And I was just like, why are you out here grabbing on us? Like, it really threw me off. Because at first, I'm like, maybe we actually do know him. I don't know. I did not know him. I had never seen that young man in my life. So we walked off. And then we got into the party. And it was just a lot going on. Imagine, like, a Uncle Luke uh, pool party (laughs) or a too short video shoot. Ass everywhere. Just everywhere. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Like, I'm so bougie and I didn't bring my shades. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then we walked in. I feel like everyone just immediately turned and looked at us. It was like the little gazelles. (laughs) Like in the wild. Like, dang, never seen no black girl. No. Oh my gosh. It was so crazy. Me and Shelby were just standing there trying not to look awkward. But I'm pretty sure we we looked looked awkward. awkward. I was like, we were like, okay, like, where are we going to sit? Because we just can't 
stand. Yes. So we finally did find somewhere to sit. And we stayed for about an hour and we people watched. Yes. And black people were actually in the pool. We were swimming. Yes, um, we I were. put my feet in the pool because if you know me, you know I can't swim. Yeah, I put my feet in the pool. I didn't even wear, we didn't even wear swimsuits. No, because like, I was not getting in the water. No, I wasn't either. Um, <laughs> then people were, other people were twerking everywhere. Um, <laughs> that was not me. I don't know these people. Like, we're not doing this. But I was just proud as a unit that black people were out in the water having a good time. And it was literally down the street from Erica's house. And for the and the DJ was popping. He was, he was good. They need to hire him at Park Avenue. They really do. Because Park Avenue was tripping last time. <laughs> but you know what's funny is that random thing is like me and Shelby were just sitting there taking snaps or whatever. And this girl like fo- photo bombs our snap. And I look and I'm like, I know you. <laughs> this girl I went to high school with was sitting right next to us by the pool. I'm like, how random is that? Yeah. So shout out to Jessica. But I was just like, this is not. I said, Shelby, I don't know why we up here acting bougie. Because this is the same crowd that be at Park <laughs> Avenue at night. So. It really was. And we stay in Park Avenue. If any of you guys just know, like, man. We like to have a good time. We do. But we're like bourgeoisie. Yes. So we left and went to Wingstop after about like 40 minutes. And we was in the bed <laughs> by 930. It was the best Saturday ever. Oh, my gosh. Like, day parties. Like, yes. it was a lot of fun. But I just want to give a PSA out to men. Like, don't do that. No. Like, don't walk up and try to touch a female. No. Because I looked at him so crazy. Yes. Even people that know me know that I really don't like nobody to touch me. Now, if we doing a little hug and it's a mutual thing, that's cute. But I give, like, them half church hugs. Like, especially if we don't know you, bruh. We don't know you. Even your friend was like, dude, come on. Like, you embarrassed me. I felt like he was doing, <laughs> he did that probably throughout the whole party. Like, oh, for he, sure. He made his rounds because we know how some of y'all do. Some Every- of y'all do. Everybody has, like... <laughs> You know that dude. He's on every college campus. He's in yes. most men friend groups. Like you can spot him from Malway. Oh, that's the player. He was right. one of them old heads, probably. And then was really astounded when I didn't have nothing for him. No, like he was sorry. like, "You gonna do that to me?" Yes, I am. Sorry. Like, please, goodbye, adios, thank you. See you later, alligator. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, y'all, so today we have a guest joining us for our newest guest segment, Dreams and Connections. I'm so excited about this. So our guest will be joining us for that, but he'll also be joining us for every segment of today's every show. Every segment? Every segment. <laughs> so um, we're so excited about this. So let's get into introducing who that special guest is. Okay, so our special guest today is Michael Coleman. Michael is a native of Louisville, Texas, who is invested in pouring to the youth of our community. He received his bachelor's in advertising from UT Arlington and his master's in higher education from LSU. His full-time career is currently in human resources as, re- as a recruiting consultant. Along with this, Michael is the co-founder of a nonprofit called Crown Scholars, co-host of the Uncovered Podcast, adjunct professor, and founder of Mike Motivates. Mike loves basketball, tennis, spades, cotton candy, ice cream, and white chocolate. Save your judgment. <laughs> he's a man of few words, but will give you a great message when he's So, Mike, I got to ask you, what's good, what's happening, what's popping, how you feeling? <laughs> what up, what up? First of all, thank you all so, so much for having me on the show. I appreciate you all. I'm excited to be here. Not going to lie, I'm a little tired. You know, it's the end of the day, all that stuff. But, hey, you guys, good. And we're here, so yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us, Mike. So you do a lot, according to your bio. You, <sighs> we see why you're tired. You, yeah, <laughs> everything and more. So 
how do you, do you have time to date? Do you have time to talk to anybody? I mean, I don't want to so, put your business out there, but we about to get into your business. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of jumping ahead and then I'll come back. I'm single. So I guess that does mean I may not have much time. Um, <laughs> But I mean, honestly, I do feel like I do a lot of different things, um, whether it's work, whether it's church, volunteering, whatever. Um, but I would I, I would like to date. But I think in my past relationships, uh, my scheduling has been an issue and me kind of putting work and stuff um, ahead of relationships or family or whatever else. So the the balance um, has been hard to find, but I'm really trying to get to the point where I can like open myself up more to to things like that so yeah i mean that is that's real too because i think that's me and shelby's like one of our challenges too yes. because well we both single everybody know that um <laughs> and we just it, we're always on the go all the time doing things we hang out but we never really have that that time to like just sit around and go on dates or whatever so right we definitely right. understand that but we do want to get into our dating and relationship segment you can tell us you know okay from a guy so the question is we want Mm -hmm. you to describe your ideal mate so what do you look for what do you find attractive and also do you think it's impossible to have everything you want in a mate and if so what are your absolute non-negotiables that was loaded i mean hey that was extremely loaded you're gonna get with us <laughs> can i like pull up the internet so i can do some research goodness <laughs> um okay so what do i look for in a mate i feel like i'm pretty simple honestly so just a few things for me uh for one being god-fearing or spiritual that's like the foundation of every um every one of my relationships yeah. um so that piece, someone who is ambitious, just because, I mean, y'all know by my bio, I move around a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I think having someone that kind of maybe not moves around as much, but like still, you know, has her own thing going, um, you know, like does stuff outside of work to where it, it wouldn't be so much of, okay, well, you got your meetings and whatever. I'm just chilling. So what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, because right. I'm busy. Um, uh, what else? Family oriented. I'm a big um, family person, so that that's a piece for sure. And that I love I love smiles. I love really good smiles. Yeah. So uh, that's probably like my, my only physical one is a good smile. Everything else, like I'm 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 not a shallow person at all. So it's that's really it. Oh, so nice. That is so nice. We're not there yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> so nice. That really is. I mean. Okay, funny story about me and Shelby. So I remember back when we kind of first started our friendship, I was talking to her about every female. I don't care what nobody what nobody says. We have a list, okay? Yes, we do. And oh. at this point, I had the list from back in like 2010, like college days. I didn't know what I was doing or talking about or wanting. But I read the list to Shelby, and she's like, "Who are you trying to date, Jesus? Let this me is, you don't exist." Like it was so ridiculous that you know. Like, I had something to say about everything. I had no words. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I like, yeah. I have to work on this list. I mean, at that point in my life, yeah. I felt like that was my ideal person. But now, mm-hmm. like, years after that, when I started, when I had an actual relationship, I was like, none of this matters. But it's yeah. not my ideal person. So do you think exactly. your ideal person actually exists? exists? <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, so yes, I believe that she's out there somewhere. Where she is, I have no idea. <laughs> taking um, her time, taking her time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look, take, take, look, take time, baby. Um, <laughs> but I mean, and then kind of to you, our second question about um, does like can you find someone that has everything that's that's on your list? I say no, just because yeah. like we put a lot of superficial things, like things that really, like I said, don't matter on yeah. our list but then like no one's gonna be perfect nobody's no guy whatever and so it's like you have to find out what it like what are you willing to to not sacrifice when yeah. it comes to like who you're dating and then just go off of that so get your bare minimum list going yeah. whether that's four, four traits five traits two traits whatever and then just go off of that and don't deviate like don't try to listen to your friends or your family whatever or social media because we know that's a huge yeah. thing now um <laughs> Yeah, so, you but it's it's hard. it's hard. It is hard. Do you find that the more focused you are and the more that you know exactly what you want, do you find it's harder to meet somebody? Mm, that's good. Not even if you, not even like being superficial and different things like that. I know for me, like, I'm always busy and I'm always doing something with work, with our blog, with personal things. And so, like, Obviously, my list isn't like it used to be back in the day, but there are mm -hmm. some very specific non-negotiables that I feel like I have to have, you know, in a partner. And I find that since I'm so super focused on other things, that sometimes when I meet people and I conversate with people, like a lot of times I can tell right off the back, this ain't it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you ain't it, sir. Like, you are nice. You may be attractive. You may be this. You may be good on paper, but you're just not for Shelby Brenner. Like, have you right. said that for yourself? Yeah, I mean, you can find yourself being a little bit more critical once you do have your list narrowed down. It's like, all right, this is what I want, and I feel like this person ain't it, so I'm done with that. And and that's like a good and bad thing. It's just like knowing what you want, but also being 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 open to like getting yeah. to know somebody past their surface level. Yeah. Um, but I think now, especially our generation, we don't take the time to really get to know somebody. No, it's just don't. like, all right, like this first conversation, if it ain't it, that's not it. So next. Mm -hmm. And then we, you can miss out on your blessing. You so. And we always, like Shelby and I always preach, quote unquote, about dating with a purpose. Because at mm -hmm. this point in your life, like why are you just walking around talking to this dude, this dude, and, or this woman, this woman, if you don't have a real purpose for this person? Or you don't yeah. have in the relationship. Like it's, it's dumb now. Like, yeah. So we always say, yeah date with a purpose but I feel like a lot of people like I don't think you have to be rude with it but I do think there's a way that when you're talking to somebody that you can bring up like you know that you are trying to date with a purpose and I think where a lot of people go wrong is that they try to be who somebody else wants them to be when they meet somebody mm -hmm. somebody and they're not honest about what they want and what they need yeah that's I good that's where like a lot of people go wrong and that's and I've done that too and I've been victim to that too and then you get in the relationship or whatever and you're like I'm not this person. This is what I want. You got nothing in common. Like, what am I doing? And I think kind of what you said, like, we live in a world where, like, you know, people try to do it for the gram or do it for your family. Or oh, God, yeah. And do it for everybody else, but you're not really happy. Like, I think about it like this, like, when I, like, if I'm with somebody, like, when I go home and I'm not in front of my family, I'm not in front of my friends, I'm not in front of my coworkers, like, do I even want to be with this person? Like, do, do I like you? Yeah. Do I like yeah. you? Do you have the same values? Yeah. Do we want the same things? And I think our generation, not everybody, but our generation, like, 
settles for what they think they can get because they don't want to wait and they don't want to be patient. And yep. sometimes, like, when I see, like, it really bugs me when I see people say, like, relationship goals or they, like, post relationship stuff over and over and they're single. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. There's no book. There's no rules. Like, once you've been in a serious relationship before, like, that's when you figure out how a relationship goes or doesn't go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's no Instagram meme that can tell you, girl, if that man don't open your door, da 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 whatever. Don't miss your Exactly. And so, also, let me ask y'all real quick. What is the one thing that you cannot, like, that you won't deal with when it comes to men? Like, with men that you would like to be dating? Like, what's, like, one complete turnoff that you all just cannot deal with? Um, That would be considered non-negotiable. So for me, mm-hmm. I'm not negotiating on my face. I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. Like you have to, re- I would prefer for the person to really have like their own relationship with God and like actually been through something that has really um, put emphasis on their spiritual life. Like I can't negotiate on that. I can't, I just don't see, I mean, we could be cool, but yeah. like mm-hmm. building a relationship to me, that starts the foundation of like yeah. how you're going to build with this person. Yeah, that's that was the first thing that came to mind. You asked for okay. one, I'll give you two. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would definitely say faith, exactly what Erica just said. And then another thing that I just can and I'm not going to do is I'm not going to deal with somebody that cannot be truthful. Like, mm. I'm so busy that I don't have time to worry about what you're doing and where you at. Like, I need to trust that whatever you tell me is true. And I just feel like if you're not truthful, like, we're building our foundation on something that's not, that's not true and that's not real. And yeah. I, I don't know. I just can't, I cannot deal with a liar. I'm just not going to do it. Like that is the quickest way for me to block you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now I will say, Mike, I mm-hmm. had talked big game before talking about, I'm not dealing with this and I ain't putting up with that until I fell in love. Now I'm putting <laughs> up that I was like, I told myself I would never put up with this. And mm. that's not necessarily, I mean, it's all a learning experience yeah. because we can sit there and say, well, we're not going to do what we're yeah. not going to put up with. But when you're in an actual relationship with this person, maybe it's a long term relationship and you got a yeah. lot of history and family and all of that. Like, it's not as easy to um, just throw it away. Yeah. Throw it away because of something. So yeah. it, just, it all depends on what that thing is, because yeah. you don't want to compromise your whole being and yeah. your beliefs in your life because yeah, you know, yeah. this person like because honestly love is just not enough it's just not it's not it's not <laughs> so it's not it's hard out here so like what's your non-negotiable like what are you just not gonna do so i'm not gonna deal with the hot girls i'm not doing <laughs> no that Oh, no. no hot girl no, summer, no, winter, girl. fall, city girls, no, <laughs> move to the left, because that's not for me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all fun and games, but nah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> someone who is self-centered yeah. is something that, that I really, really cannot deal with, because, um, you know, relationships are two-way streets. Yes. So if you're just wanting me to give, 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 and I'm getting nothing from you, whether it's emotional or whatever, then we're not going to last long at all. Yeah. Um, and then also, this is like the educator in me now, somebody <laughs> who is not aware of themselves, we're not going to work either. Man, like, that's big. That is. Yeah. 
You just knocked yeah. out all, like you said, you knocked out all the high girls, the city girls, the fake <laughs> girls. You just walked out, knocked out half the population. I mean, yeah, but it's it's like if you don't, if you haven't done the work to really understand who you are, then how can you be with someone else and like yeah. you know complete that piece of right. a of a relationship or a marriage or what have you? So yeah, that's that's big and that's honestly kind of hard to find. Um, yeah. Like you, I don't know. It's it's been interesting, but I'm I'm hopeful still. I mean, I feel like that comes with maturity and like just experiences in life. Because once you really go through things and you you'll be more aware of who you are as a person because whatever you go through it will change you to some aspect, whether that's a good or bad. Yeah. And yeah. you know, so I think it is a maturity level with that. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I mean age doesn't mean maturity either. So you could be fifty right. and, and childish. Because so. <laughs> I know <laughs> of all ages, of all colors, of all ethnicities. <laughs> I mean, that's true. It is so true. But yeah. for some reason, all the little babies are attracted to me. Yes. And what I mean by babies, I mean like 10 years younger than me. <laughs> oh. Man. Okay. okay. She's big. No, she's, first of all, she's exaggerating my. I mean, I was like, hey, as long as it's little. Like five or six years. <laughs> like five or six years, not 10. Okay, that's not bad. I was just being funny. I but, know. Yeah. But that's <laughs> like. That's when we get into preferences. Like yeah. for me, I would pref- I would prefer to date someone older or the same age as me. And then you know, but that's not a deal breaker. And right, we always right. talk about like what is your preference for a mate and versus what is your deal breaker? Because you know, like you just said, age really it doesn't matter. But it's all about your preference. Just like you like tall, dark skin, that really don't matter. But that could be your preference. Somebody to the to the right is of me. Is that what she likes, Shelby? <laughs> to the right of me. That's your thing. It is my thing, Mike. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean to call you out. Yes, you did. You want to move on? I just want to let y'all know that I'm going to be here because back before the end of this episode. I'm weak. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just here. Okay, we'll move on because that got awkward. Um, so uh, well, let's move on to the journey. So, Mike, this is where we discuss usually discuss our journey on building our brand all things melanin but we're gonna switch it up a little bit and talk about you so um, we have a question that we want you to answer based on like your journey of building your nonprofit and um having your podcast going and just everything that you've been doing so the -hmm. question is what's one of the most challenging obstacles you faced this far in your journey and what did you learn from it Oh, all right. <laughs> Most challenging obstacle. Hon- honestly, I would say just being okay being Mike. Yeah. And understanding that now, like, it sounds weird to say, but I am essentially a walking brand. Yeah. And that people don't just see me as, as Mike or, or, or Michaelis. Oh, that's Mike Motivates, or that's the co-founder of Crown Scholars, or that's the volunteer from that event and so it's like there's always something attached to me yeah. and so it's been difficult like just trying to like not saying I gotta put on all the time but you yeah. know just always knowing like people are watching whether yeah. it's students or other professionals or yeah. whatever and so uh, making sure that I'm always just trying to I mean be who I am uh, but also be professional, be kind, yeah. um, and just, you know, be who I portray to be on social media, because that truly is yeah. me. 
Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I try to make sure those things match up because I know today, like, I'm not trying to be, you know, Instagram famous person and then in person, I'm trash. Right. So, right. Um, that's that's been pretty difficult and then also just getting over, like, the judgment and naysayers like, oh, well, your podcast was trash or you can't motivate nobody. I'm like, okay, well, that's your opinion. I appreciate yeah. that. I'll take it as constructive criticism. Yeah. Um, and just keep it pushing. Um, I've, I've struggled in the past with like some self-confidence and self-esteem. And so all of these things that I do now, yeah, they've really been in, in my head, but just, I never wanted to do them because I was, I, I was scared, honestly. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, after stepping out on, on faith now, I'm just kind of walking into it. I'm like, all right, well, this is me. So what's up? Yeah. Cause you definitely, <laughs> um, you definitely do a lot and you have, um, a lot going for yourself. And I will say that everything that you're doing, um, we 100% support you in first of all, but everything Thank that you. you're doing is like bigger than you. Right. And I oh, yes. a lot of times when you step out on faith and you start doing things that people aren't used to seeing people do, or when people see the old you or people see the you that was in college, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, Shelby or Mike, or they're doing that. Well, I was with them when they was, you know, doing blah, 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 blah. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. I just think a lot of times like people can't comprehend like when you grow. Um, so have you found like on your journey as you're growing into, you know, doing your nonprofit and, doing your podcast and doing a million other one things that I don't know how you're doing. <laughs> do you feel like you've outgrown certain things and certain people? And if so, like, um, like, I guess, how did you come to that conclusion or maybe what were some of those things? Absolutely. Um, I've, I've outgrown people. I've outgrown situations and it's just kind of one of those things to where you know that you've grown beyond that. And it's kind of like, all right, how do I let this go yeah. uh, with, without feeling bad, without trying to like fully explain myself? Like that's just life. You will outgrow relationships. You will outgrow even family. Like some, some people cannot go to the level that you're trying to go to. Amen. And it's just, you have to understand that and be, so you have to be cool with that with, within yourself first yeah. um, before you really try to level up. Because then if, if you're not cool with it, you'll be trying to take people with you and that's just dead weight. Yeah. If you know, it, like if you know they can't come then sometimes just leave them where they are and but still encourage them like don't just leave them to just whatever but I yeah. try to bring people with me um but everyone's not not meant to go as well so I've lost friends I've lost some associates I've lost some people that I thought were like super cool with me just because yeah. we're in different spaces in life and that's just what happens honestly yeah that's so. That's definitely part of the growing pains of not just building a brand, but just as a person, period. Yeah. And we run into that as well because, I mean, we've been doing this for almost two years, but it's felt like longer because we've just learned so much about who really supports you because we were surprised that, like, you know, people that we thought would actually be subscribing and liking and sharing weren't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the people that we didn't even know. Yeah. That are like, hey, girl, I see you. We love what you're doing. But mm. home girl from thirteen years of thirteen years, you yeah. know what I mean. That kind I gotta of see you reality, clapping for you, right? Yeah. That kind of reality yep. is is hard to kind of it's a hard pill to swallow, but yeah. it's it's needed because if you really are trying to take your business or brand or whatever you're doing to the next level or really trying to make it something impactful, you can't worry about sorry these people that are just over <laughs> here not 
you know, really supporting you like yeah. genuinely. Cause I just yeah. genuine people around me. That's I do it. not want snakes, fakes, or any of that. So yeah. that part. Yeah. 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 I definitely agree. It's like, and just kind of like everything you said, Mike, like I have felt like that exact way about everything that you said so it's like mm-hmm. when you say that it's like I, it, i'm looking into a mirror like wow me and erica talked about that me and erica dealt with that like we had a whole conversation about we had a whole conversation about it one day and then we just decided like we can't take it personal like we would rather see how you're acting now mm-hmm. versus when it starts to pick up don't call me don't text me leave me alone do exactly what she was doing right keep, keep like, that same energy <laughs> yes do you think that do you think that have you had this experience do you feel like there are people around you i know you said that you know you've lost friends and associates and different things like that but do you Mm -hmm. feel like there are people around you that are hanging on to you or trying or staying around you just long enough to see when you're gonna quote pop off even more or do even better man that's a good Shelby. and if so like how do you like how do you deal like how do you deal with that outwardly and how do you deal with that inwardly Dang, that's a really good question. Because I feel like that. Man. Like, I honestly yeah. feel like that about, I just feel like that. Yeah. Um, so hopefully none of these people are listening to the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'm not I'm not going to say that I, I feel like there are people who may be like that because I truly try to see the best in everyone that's around me. Yeah. Um, now, I have seen signs of that here and there. But honestly, I don't. I don't put too much thought there because yeah. that's to me, that's beyond me. I'm gonna let God deal with you. If, if you have an, an ulterior, mo- ulterior motive to, you know, be following me or doing whatever. Um, yeah. But I mean, you can, you can generally tell someone who's genuinely with you and someone who's just kind of there whenever you pop in or whenever you're doing well, because whenever you fall off, communication is silent like you don't hear from them they're not checking on you nothing but then when you pop in, oh what's up bro i see you did this good this stuff man da, 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 we should link up no i'm good right <laughs> <laughs> no 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 um but yeah like i really just try not, not to let that negative uh energy flow into my spirit just because yeah. it'll it'll eat away at me and then i, I wonder like okay what did i do wrong and there's a whole complex of let me just not even go there yeah so yeah Uh, that's so true I'm a big person on like your energy your vibe your like I just have she has great discernment (laughs) discernment, like mm -mm. that's good (laughs) like mm -mm. but (laughs) it it's hard when that when that thought comes across or I can feel that on somebody that I really thought was like a true friend and Mm. um this is actually happening now and I'm not gonna call that person out but it's like (laughs) you know who you are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just don't know how to handle it. I think this particular person um, sees what I'm doing or sees what me and Shelby are doing, but then I almost feel like this person wants to just hang on to us to see who we could possibly introduce them to, if that makes mm. sense. I don't talk, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying networking. Whatever. I'm saying like for their own personal gain. It's like, okay, let me let me stay around Erica and Shelby and see, you know, see who I can connect with. Like, instead yeah. of us, you know, instead of really supporting us, if we invite you to something or we want you to be around us, like, why can't you just be like, you know, like you were before, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. when people switch up, I just always take note of that and yeah. I uh, change my, the way I treat them accordingly because yeah, you can't, you can't just tr- yeah. trust everyone. You really can't. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. You got to scope them out and then just 
Govern yourselves accordingly. Yes. So, like I said, I'm not going to call nobody out, but we're going to move on to our mentor moment. So, this is, uh, Mike, this is when someone submits a question. Um, We usually give our unsolicited advice, but we're going to have you answer. Um, Okay. The question is, it says, so I have two big opportunities ahead of me, but I'm not sure what decision to make. How do you know if you're making the right decision when it comes to a career change? This is the first time I'll be stepping outside of my comfort zone, and I'm nervous that if I take the step, it might be the wrong decision. So how do you make the best decision for you? That's good. Okay, okay. Um, so I'm going to give like personal testimony and then I'll give straight advice on this. Cause this was me legit a couple years ago. Um, so I, my first job was in advertising back in 2014. Um, long story short, I quit my job. I was unemployed for about six months and then I applied to graduate school, went to grad school at a state, a whole new career field. Um, got my degree started working, had to leave that job, switch careers again, and now I'm back in Dallas doing HR work, right? And so all of these things to me, like this was never my plan. It was never in my personal plan to have to do all this. Um, But I just felt like God was calling me to like pull me in different directions to prepare me for something greater. And so I had to step aside and be like, you know what? let let me stop trying to figure this out and let me just pray about this and actually give this to God because right. like we're first of all not put here to do life on our own we, we we have to lean on something so might as well lean on God and um so through a lot of prayer and then also seeking wise counsel now when I say that there's a slight caveat I'd say limited wise counsel because (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to talk to just any and everybody. And then also you don't want to talk to too many people because that's like 10 opinions in your head. But then where, like, where's your opinion within all that as well? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so um, I would say just, especially with like career changes, I know that's, that's a big thing. We're talking about money. We're talking about, you know, livelihood, um, all this stuff, but uh, also, just do what makes sense. If you're trying to chase a check, I wouldn't recommend it. If you're trying to like chase a a, a higher title, wouldn't really recommend it. Do like make a make a switch that's going to work for you. Like whether it's down the line, or it's going to give you better experience, or it's just it's a better fit for you. Make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons, and make sure that it's focused and grounded um, in something that's real. Yeah. And then just kind of go from there. Yeah, I think that's great advice, especially the point about um, stepping out of the comfort zone, because any decision that you make is going to be different from what you're used to. And you just I think people have the fear of the unknown. They don't know mm-hmm. how things are going to turn out. They don't know. Well, what if I get laid off three months down the line? What am I going to do? But like you said, you should just, you know, go to God about it and not only about the wise counseling, but. I always say this. I'm like, your friends could mean well, but they could also steer you wrong. And Very wrong. So well. But a lot of us want yes. validation from our friends. Like, yes. oh, is this the best decision yeah. for me? Well, girl, I don't know what God tell you. I don't know. So <laughs> it's, That's it's, so real. It's the same kind of thing. Like, um, I don't think I've told our podcast listeners this before, but I, I know you told me, uh, I've told you, but this sort of thing 
happened to me in college. I went originally went to school for architecture, um, studied that for three years, thought I was going to be an architect, have my own show on HGTV. Like I was just really about to do it, but <laughs> that didn't happen. I'll skip all that. But um, I ended up having to switch my major. And I, and for years, I never understood, like, God, why does every single door close? Like, I mean, not a window, a crack of, of the door, nothing open. And it just led me down a path that I never imagined that I would even be going down. And yep. so that's why, like, looking back, like, that was several years ago. I'm like, okay, God, I'm starting to see where you want to actually use me. Because what yeah. we think our plan is, even if yep. we do make a decision, like, what we think the plan is is not yeah the plan it, you know it's not it's but not don't go that detour yeah so i don't want to start preaching to y'all but that's no, no, no. <laughs> so that's come on with it <laughs> <laughs> i definitely agree i think that i'm a firm believer in that like when you make big decisions like this kind of just piggybacking off what y'all said like you can't talk to any and everybody um about what you want to do because everybody's not going to get it and everybody, and I think we're coming up in a totally different generation than our moms and our aunts and our uncles and different things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like they, when they went to, like when they were growing up and, you know, they were going to work for us, she was like, you know, get a good job, stay there for 40, for 40 years, blah, blah, blah. But you don't right. necessarily have to do that. And millennials aren't programmed to do that. So I feel like if, if it keeps bugging you and you're good, and it keeps wearing you and you're restless and you sleepless and like God ain't giving you peace about it. I mm -hmm. feel like you need to talk to God about it. And if you, if it keeps nagging you and you keep not having peace about it, I think that you should make a move. But I do also believe that before you do that, that you have, like you said, you have to do it for the right reasons because you can go case, you can go chase a check and get fired. <laughs> you're right. Like you can go check the check and get and be miserable and be drop dead miserable making a lot of you know a lot of money and different things like that and I think we have like a lot of miserable people in the workforce and I just believe that life is short and if you have a dream you know you should definitely chase it and I feel like maybe you know a remedy is like let's say you have like a specific dream that you want to do like see if you can do it as a side hustle first or see if you can yeah. you know do some contract work for it first yeah. and see how it's go you know see how it's going like maybe ease into it maybe just don't quit your job you know off top yeah, yeah. but that's what i would say and please yeah please don't leave a job without having another job lined it up because that's the worst thing to do <laughs> please don't do that yes i don't i'm not your job yeah, I'm not a fan of the the people. I mean, this is like probably one in a million testimonies where they're like, oh, you know, I quit my job and moved to L.A. with $3 in my pocket. We are I not telling you. Why? Why? <laughs> I told Erica said to do that. I want to put it all. Because you, you could be using that job to fund your business. Yeah. Like, come on. Exactly. Let's think, let's think ahead here. Let's think logically. <laughs> logically. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Y'all, we giving some good advice. We are. We come are. On. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm excited to get into the segment of why we have you on here anyway in the first place, which okay. is a new segment called Dreams and Connections. So um, so for those who don't know, we had Mike um, on one of our Go-Getter Spotlight interviews that we posted to our blog, and we really highlighted his Crowned Scholars nonprofit. So Mike, we want to just ask you just a few questions about that just to highlight um, that organization. So. Okay. The first question is, we just want you to tell us what um, made you decide to start and why is your brand important to the world? Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. 
so the idea of Crown Scholars originated back in like 2013, I believe. Uh, my, myself and the co-founder, Ricky Townsend, we were watching the, the BET show, um, Black Girls Rock. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Which dope show, Black Girl Magic. I love it. Yeah. And we were like, okay, well, hold on. Why isn't there a Black Boys Rock show? Like, yeah. we should... We should make that. We don't be famous. Bet. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, and then we're like, you know what? That's a big dream. Maybe not. But what what can we do on a smaller scale to assist our young Black men specifically in the yeah. Dallas community? Because um, if, if we look at the stats alone for uh, their state test scores, Black boys are at the bottom as far as like what they're scoring in math, in reading, uh, social studies, honestly, all the subjects. And so... Uh, we just thought about, you know, making some small mentor like type program just to make sure that, you know, they're having the resources uh, that they need. They can get mentored, all that good stuff. Um, and then one day we were just like, hey, let's make this into a nonprofit so we can make a larger impact on, on the Dallas community and then hopefully yeah. beyond. Um, so, I mean, honestly, this was a it, it was a small dream at first. But now, like we we see the possible impact that we can have beyond Dallas. Um, because there are students everywhere, but we are specifically focused and unapologetic about focusing on young black men yeah. because we know they need the most resources. We're the yeah. most targeted. Yeah. Like we're just, we are public enemy number one. Yeah. And so if, yeah, if we can help them out first and then branch out, that's, yeah. that's um, what we plan to do. So um, we do academic mentoring, uh, like life skills, um, trying to you know, connect with their parents, making sure they're aware of resources in the community, in, in the school districts, um, and just honestly preparing them not only for, um, so we started we start in middle school, and so we're, we're prepping them for high school, but also we're already prepping them for college or post-secondary education, trade schools, entrepreneurship, all that good stuff. So whatever they want to be, whatever they want to do, we want to make sure that they're able to do that and able to pursue that when that time comes. That is so, that is so yes. dope. I think that, like you said, like there's a target on, you know, black, black men's back and black boys' back. But I think it's so great that you and Ricky like birthed this idea, but that y'all actually put action behind this idea because yeah. I think that it's really going to make an impact, especially like when the weight of the world is on black men's shoulders mm -hmm. and so much is expected of black men i think that the best tool that they can have is to be educated and given the tools that they need to succeed but also having somebody to mentor them and to give affirmations to them and to believe yeah. on them and to tell them that you know that they can do and be anything that they want to be because even though we're all fortunate to have had that in our lives like mm -hmm. everybody isn't always mm -hmm. as fortunate and i will say like when i saw that like y'all were creating this and i was reading and different things like that i literally teared up i was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> like Thank you. i'm not a teacher but my mom was an educator for 35 plus years and so mm -hmm. she would come home and tell me stories you know what i mean yeah. just about kids and you know how they didn't have this or how they didn't have that and how they didn't have parents to do this and how and i just i just think it's great and I just think that's Thank what it's you. all about is, is, is the passion that you and Ricky have behind this is to be able to 
give back and help these boys in a way to where they can believe in themselves, where yeah. they, don't, yeah. they don't have to be just subject to how they grew up or the limited resources that they have. Because I think it's great that you shine a light on them because in the media, what do we see? People that aren't black don't know yeah. intelligent black people out here. <laughs> like, right, like exactly. We're lit. Like, and, and I don't think that it's a positive, enough positive light shined on it. So yeah. thank you for you and Ricky for actually shining this light and really trying to, trying to make something positive to these yeah. black boys. Because I want a black boy when I, when, when, when I have a baby. You know, I want a boy. <laughs> you know? I want yeah, yeah, yeah. To know that like he can be anything that he wants to be and do anything that he wants to do. Absolutely, yes. That's just great. Yes. So what, next question is like, what would you tell maybe one of the, the students in the organization about going after their dreams? Like, what would, you, what would you tell them? How would you motivate them to actually go for it? Um, it's a really good question because as as somebody who didn't really go for his dreams until he grew up yeah. and had more experiences um, I would just say once you know you know yeah. and do it like pursue it in that moment that you know it yeah. do not do not I mean you'll you'll have those moments of like you know doubt or worry or anxiety whatever but honestly you have to push through that because we are all here for some type of divine purpose but that's our job to figure out what that is yeah and like once you like you know when something is yours and like when God has given you a dream or like a passion to pursue and so once you get that find your resources, find your networks and go full speed ahead. Like talk to people about it or talk to your trusted circle about it mm-hmm. um, and just make it happen. Cause I mean, the, the longer you wait, yes, it can still happen. But I mean, imagine what it could have been had you started five years ago yeah. compared to, you know, you're, you waited because you didn't know about it or whatever. So right. that's honestly what I would tell somebody. Cause look, I'm 27, almost 28 and I'm honestly just now getting into what I know I could have done, but I told myself, nah, Mike, you couldn't do that. And yeah. that was years ago, but now, hey, I'm I'm out here, so. Yeah, and I think it's really dope the age that you all are starting at in middle school because we start mm-hmm. to form a lot of the ideas about what we can and can't do in middle school. Mm-hmm. So I yep. think that's really the best age to do that. And just, like, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, you know, this is not a real story, but I'm just saying hypothetically, like, what if a little black boy's sitting there, like, you know, I want to be do something in science, or I want to do, I want to be a doctor, or I want to do this, and like nobody has told them that they can do that, but they tell y'all, and you all encourage them and help them get the resources. So I just think yep. that, that is dope that you're encouraging, you're encouraging, you're encouraging them to be who they want to be, not who other people have told them that they're gonna be. That's the, exactly. That's, the that's it. That's it. Come on, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> Like put that up, on a t-shirt <laughs> yeah like growing up like mom like my mom being an educator like i tell people all the time like my mom is my ride or die she is the one person in my life that i would tell anything to and she would not tell me my ideas done now she might be like okay now what's the plan <laughs> right like like but how she, can we make this realistic yeah she's the one person in my life that like she does not diminish my dreams and i think a lot of people growing up like even when they go to college parents telling people like you need to go to, you need to be a nurse because you know nurses make you money or you need to be a lawyer because lawyers make good money but like a lot of like a lot of parents or a lot of people have just been on survival mode so that they that they just want their children or their cousins or whoever to chase money you can't chase money because you're gonna be 
miserable and I just want people that I just want people to start allowing people to be who they are and to yeah. do what they want to do. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cause you got to chase after your passion, not really the paper that'll come with it. <laughs> but I think that's so important what you just said. And so with what you're building, I feel like there's such a blessing to these boys. So what would you say that you would want your legacy to be? Like, what would you want to be remembered for? Simply put, I just want to be remembered for uh, somebody who helps other people. Yes. So I'm, I'm not a big flashy showboat person. I don't need awards. I don't need whatever else. Just the best feeling is when one of my former students calls me, texts me like, hey, Mike, I, I got that job or I got that internship or I, I aced that test. Like that, that beats any check that you can give me. Yeah. Like that, that, that fills up my entire spirit. And so yeah. just being remembered as that kind of person, knowing that, you know, y'all can reach out to me at any time. Um, then hopefully I've instilled some values in you for the time that I've known you to where even if I were to pass away or like, you know, move away, you know, whatever, I've, I've taught you something that you can take with you and hopefully teach someone else. And then it's a, a continuous cycle of just mentoring, teaching and pouring into people. Yeah. So. And I think, I think that's so amazing, Mike, because like you are doing exactly like what you want your legacy to be. I feel like a lot of people talk about what they want to do, but I feel like, you're about what you want to do. And I think that's so important with everything that you're doing um, with Crown Scholars, with the Uncovered Podcast, you know, with everything that you do in life. So I definitely think you're doing that. And like, you're literally like a lot, like you're just a really, really good person. Thank you, Shelby. That's so Thank true. You. I mean, I, I just met you in the, in the Listen, first me 30 minutes. We went to UCA together and we yes. advertising together. And if you know advertising, you know that we were the only two. Oh yeah, only two black people up in there. Well, yeah, <laughs> forced to be best friends, but like, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 funny. But yeah, she's she's definitely right. It's, it's great to have those type of role models in these young boys' lives that they can look up to and say, "Hey, well, Mr. Mike did it, so I know I can do it." And especially yeah. at a young age, to see like a young black male doing well for himself and giving back at the same time like not waiting till he 50 or 40 <laughs> and you know he didn't want all the hot girls like <laughs> like like doing it now and showing young and showing young boys that you can build what you want and build your legacy and do anything that you want to do in your 20s so i think that's amazing yeah so for anybody who has not yet checked out his article on our blog make sure you go to our website allthingsmonline.org and check out there more information on crown scholars but um mike we want you to just let people know how they can connect with you on social media and they we wanna... will link it all in the bio yeah yeah, for sure. So you can follow me uh, on Instagram at Mike Motivates. That's my main page. Um, you can also follow Crown Scholars at Crown Scholars, and that's Crown with the ED. Um, you can follow Uncovered Podcast. That's like my more cut up stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, so I may say some stuff to be like, Mike, really? But uh, that's Uncovered Podcast. That's Uncovered without the E before the D podcast. We had to get a little ratchet with that too. So, uh, but yeah, that's my main three pages. And, you know, that's how you can get in contact with me. Make sure y'all connect with him. Thank you so much, Mike, for joining us on our podcast today. Thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate y'all. I love your podcast, Black Girl Magic, All Things Melanin. I love it. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, thank y'all. 
So let's get into our words of encouragement. So this is when we're going to share one of our favorite Bible verses, and then we're going to leave y'all with a great prayer after that great interview we just had. So Yeah, it's like that interview was so good that it did something to my spirit. Yeah, it really did. It's great to see black men doing the, the damn thing, and I didn't mean to say that before we pray, but... Oh, well, you we, know my mom be listening. She got me together, <laughs> so she getting you together next. Well, it's just it's just good to see that. Yeah, it is. It's so, refreshing to see it. Yes, and so that's why it's always encouraging to not just hear us, like, ramming you in everyone's heads, like, follow your dreams, do what you want to do. But it's great to just connect with people that have that same mentality yeah, and same vision. And it's, I don't know, for me, I may be biased, but it's something about a black man doing well for himself yes. and then, like, putting seeds into the community. That's just, right. like, it just makes you go, like, wow. Yes. Like, it just makes me want to step my game up in everything that I'm doing and everything that we're doing. Yes. So let's get into our words of encouragement. Let's do it. So this is talking about preparing you for the promise. So this comes from Psalm uh, ten seventeen, And it says, Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will prepare their heart and you will cause your ear to hear. So I just um, love this verse because what it means to me is I've really needed this <laughs> these past couple of weeks because sometimes we just get in a rut with praying the same thing and praying the same thing. And if you're like me, you really just get tired of praying the same thing because you feel like if you haven't seen the promise, you haven't seen any change, any yeah. breakthrough, you're just like, Lord, I, I can't tell you no more. Like, you already know what I'm going to say. Like, yeah. And you just kind of exhaust yourself out of prayer, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And so I just really love this Bible verse because it just lets you know that God hears you just because he's not moving on your time. And when you want to, he is preparing you for the promise. And if he said that he was going to do it, he's going to do it. Yeah. And so when it says that, you know, you just be humble and let him know the desires of your heart, do that. And then really honestly believe that he is listening and that he cares. Like I come to him example for today. I came to him with just like something that was weighing on my heart like I just didn't feel confident in what I was doing at work and I was just like I just don't feel like I'm doing a good job I don't know why I'm just defeated and then maybe later on this afternoon he somebody encouraged me by saying something random and really nice to me yeah that really just lifted my spirits and I was like wow God like I just know that that was you like you heard me because I was humble enough to be like, Lord, I just, I need your help. I need you to send me something. Encourage me. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he did. So yeah. I just feel like that's what that means to me. Yeah. What about you? I would say for me, I'm definitely along the lines of everything you just said. But, like for me, when I hear it, like one thing that I've been learning in my Bible, in my young adult Bible study, in my um, young adult study school, is like making sure that your heart is pure, making sure that your heart is humble, and making sure that your heart is genuine. And I think that when we come, I think that when we come before God humbly, and we come before God genuinely, that He really does hear our prayers, He hears our promises, and He hears, and He knows all the desires of our heart. I think where a lot of people mess up, and I said this before. Like, we come before God, and we give him a little bit of ourselves. Yeah. We come before God, and we treat God like a side chick. We come before God, and our heart is the is the furthest from pure and the furthest from genuine. And we have to recognize that God knows everything about us. He knows the number of hairs that are on our head. So yep. if we come to God with something that's fake, 
I don't think he's going to hear that. Yeah. I don't think that he's going to make those desires apparent because a lot of times those are flesh and that those are emotions. But I think that God puts certain desires within us. And I think when he puts those desires within us, I think those are desires that we emit to him purely. Yes. If that makes sense. But yeah, that's what I think. I think that's great. And y'all, we serve a great God. Like I just, let's just concentrate on like his goodness. Let's challenge ourselves to concentrate on that and not always like what we want, what we want, what we want, what ain't happening, what ain't happening, what ain't happening. Yeah. Like let's just think about what he has done already and what he's about to do. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we think that God doesn't hear us, but it's not that God doesn't hear us, but maybe it's not time for him to move in our lives just yet. Maybe he's still working on you know, a few things within us that we need to, you know, work on, we need to accomplish or that we need to go through. And I just want to encourage somebody that if you have been praying to God and telling him your desires and your heart is pure and your heart is genuine, like he really does hear you. But you have to stop thinking that things are going to happen on your timeline. Right. Because if that was the case, I'd have everything that I didn't pray for. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that a lot of times that like God and I, we say this a lot, but like, you got to realize that whatever season you're in, like, God is really, like, developing who you are and developing mm-hmm. who you're going to be. And we have to realize that a lot of things, a lot of the things that we're supposed to do in life and the, and the person that we're supposed to grow to be is bigger than us. Yeah. But before we can get there, we have to be developed. We have to learn the lessons. Because if we get there and we don't know the lesson, we're going to mess up and we're going to lose it. Right. If we get there and we're not developed, somebody's going to play you. Yep. So I just want you to, in this season of your life, to just really trust and have crazy faith with God because he has taken care of you this far. He has gotten you through some things that you don't know how you've gotten through. And I really believe that, like I said, if your heart is pure, your heart is genuine, God hears every single desire that you have and he's working on it. But you just got to have the faith to keep on going, to keep on believing, to keep on just believing in what he said he was going to do. That was a word, Shelby. So I guess we can close out with some prayer. <laughs> so everybody close your eyes and uh, bow your heads. It's up if you're driving. Sway with it. <laughs> <laughs> so dear God, we humbly come before you and we just thank you for this day. Thank you for blessing each and every one of us with the opportunity to rejoice in the day that you have made. And I just want to pray for everyone that is listening under the sound of our voices that whatever the person is worried about, or stress about or been praying about nonstop that you would just calm their heart and let them know that you have heard them and that you will um, bring their promise to pass and that you will show them their breakthrough just give them something encouraging this week to just keep them hanging on and just letting them know that you do hear us I ask that you will surround them with your peace and your protection through the main remainder of the week and we thank you for your goodness in Jesus name we pray amen amen <laughs>